Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Paulson University Podcast, podcast for dog people. If it's your first time listening, I'm John, a former animal cruelty officer and a former animal shelter supervisor. And I'm Jamie, I am a certified dog trainer and a canine behavioral consultant. On this episode, we're discussing deoxyribonucleic acid. What? DNA. That's right. We're discussing DNA. I wasn't expecting that. No? No. I think it's appropriate because Oakley's DNA is officially in the mail. We hope so. There may have been a male pirate. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I put it in the mailbox to go out at like 9 a.m. with the flag up. And we don't get mail till like 12, 1230. And by like 930, the flag was down and there was nothing in the mailbox. John was like, uh... We have no mail either. Possibly problematic. And we usually always get mail, even if it's just like spam. Yeah, usually. So hopefully but, nobody stole Oakley's DNA thinking that they were getting a test. In reality, it was just Oakley's DNA. So we're using Wisdom Panel, and Wisdom allows you to track. So I went in, and I was able to track it, and they did confirm that it's in transit. So <laughs> okay. they did. Our mail guy was just super early today, so that's good. Um, they're getting it Saturday. I don't know what the turnaround time is, though. I was just going to say, if they get it Saturday, when do you think we'll get a result? Yeah, it could be a couple days. Do they send anything in the mail, or is it all online? Um, you get notified on your phone. Cool. And you, like, open it up through, uh, not their app, but through their website, I guess. You get a link. Nice. Yeah. I'm excited. So we sent Oakley's DNA to Wisdom, and I think we talked about it briefly on the, not the last episode, the one before that. Basically, we're doing a giveaway. Yeah. We teamed up with Wisdom Health and we said, hey, we have a panel. We're going to test our dog. We're really curious what he is. Any chance you want to team up with us? And they finally emailed us back and said, absolutely. Let's do it. Sounds like fun. So if you go to our Instagram at Possum University and look for the post that's it's white with our color text that says meet Oakley and it's a video. It's like a short one minute video. And that's the giveaway post. So you'll see people are commenting. They're tagging three people and they're guessing Oakley's breed. So if you need a cheat sheet, you could read through those comments, but <laughs> I think just watch. Some of them are, are pretty way off, I think. So maybe don't take them I think so too, too but then some people gave some interesting breeds and I was like, oh, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. I felt <laughs> felt like Josh from Blue's Clues. <gasps> maybe. You've been watching too much baby stuff. Well, you know, the baby's almost a year. Yeah. So what you have to do is you got to go to that post. You have That was my stool that I've been sitting on since how, how many episodes now? I used to complain about this all the time. It just randomly pops like I'm, it's going to collapse. First time, that's literally the first time I've ever heard it pop. Well, no, because that's why. Well, I've talked about how uncomfortable it is, but it's also popped and made questionable noises. Like <laughs> I'm going to compress my spine in half a second. Oof. Go to that post. It says meet Oakley. It's a video. It's cute. Watch it. I put a lot of work into it. Um, and then what you have to do is obviously you have to follow at Possum University. You have to follow at Wisdom Health and then comment on that post Tag three friends who are dog lovers and then comment what you think Oakley's breed is. What mix? He's not full. He's just, ugh, he's not purebred. So let us know what mix you think he is. And um, yeah, we're, if a bunch of people get it right, then we're going to randomly choose someone from that group of people and they'll win a mm-hmm. free wisdom panel. And that's going to be shipped directly from wisdom. So we're just going to send your info to them and they're going to ship it out to you. And then you'll also get a free training session from Boston University. Is that fridge making noise right now? Yes, it is. I've it's never done that. But before. it's not noticeable. I don't think they're going to hear it. Probably not. So, 
Yeah, I wanted to talk more about DNA. I think it's interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's everything. You you weren't there for the actual, like, the process of collecting it. It's super easy. They give you, like, these, it's like a, a swab, and the end of it looks like a pipe cleaner. Okay. And you just, like, stick it under their jowl and just rotate it, and you're basically scraping those loose skin cells off of their cheek and their gum. And you do both sides. You let it air dry. You put it back in the, the little sleeve. And ship it out. And what did what did Oakley think? He was a little like weirded out. He, I what think, he doing, was more confused why. What doing to me, Dad? Yeah, he was more confused why he was in the office and like why <laughs> the, the door, door was shut with the door closed. And I'm shoving these things in his mouth. He's like, "Does Mom know about this?" <laughs> so I I did film it, and I'm pretty sure he's just like he just shuts down and he goes on his back and he puts his paws up. He makes me so sad. Everyone he's a weird says. Punk. And here's the thing. Everyone literally says, oh, my God, he's so good. He's so well-behaved. And he is. He's just neurotic. The reason why he's so well-behaved is because he's been abused. That's the sad part. Someone has beat him and yelled at him so badly that in situations that are not normal to him, he literally shuts down, goes on his back, paws up, and you can do whatever you want to him. He expects the worst. So he thought, I guess, he thought this was it. Yeah. This is how I go. Dad locks me in the office and he... With the pipe cleaner. He beats me with pipe cleaners. But like, remember when um, we had first got Oakley and he came from um, the shelter near us and he was from the South and he had heartworm because every, most every dog that comes up from the South has heartworm. And so he had to go through the heartworm treatment. And for some reason that day, uh, the shelter was super busy. So the girls in the, in the vet uh, clinic they came out into the lobby and they basically just took his blood right there and you would not be able to do that to any other normal dog like they would be like no get this needle away from me he nobody even knew that they were taking his blood yeah he was just super chill he's like whatever just and everyone's make like, it quick everyone's like oh my god he's so well behaved he's so good and i'm like thinking about my head i'm like no he's he's just so used to this this happening to him and not knowing what's going to happen that he just shuts down and it's it's more sad than anything but he's he's a good boy. I love him very much, and I'm very excited to find out what his DNA is. So, John, tell us more about dog DNA. All right, I'll tell you about dog DNA. Did you see this? I you might have seen like an article circulating on Facebook, or maybe I, I don't know if they talked about it on the radio or not. This apartment complex in Raleigh, North Carolina. No, that is requiring its residents to submit. I think the deadline's already passed. I think it was like end of February they had to submit a, a stool sample from their dog. And they're going to have a database of all the DNA of all the dogs on the complex. And then if somebody's dog poops, <laughs> they're going to... Shut up. Shut they, up right now. <laughs> they said they're going to get the poop that was left, send it out, figure out whose dog it was, and then they're going to get a fine. That is dedication. They must have a big problem down it's, there then. I don't know. Uh, apparently Because who not. would go through all that? Because to send it out, that's kind of like, that's money. Apparently, the real issue is that they're just bougie. Like, it's just a super bougie apartment complex who thinks who they are. Like, the people that own it think, like, they're just this, like, luxury thing when it's just an apartment complex. I would not be living there. I don't... It's... It's crazy. And especially during COVID, like, everybody has enough stress. Can we relax? How much money could they have possibly... Right. How much is a stool sample to be sent out? But... Like, it's not like It's not just a a sample. Like, they then need to to spin the DNA, like, replicate it, pull out the actual sequence in the DNA, and then match it up in it. 
they'd have to have somebody to agree to do a database of all these a dogs' poop. DNA. They have to keep <laughs> it up to date. I can't. This is wild. Unless, like, this is one big bluff. Like, that's, like, this is just a total bluff, round over the bow, like, Just trying to scare poop. people? Yeah. Until, like, I oh, mean, they're going to track it down. They can't, they can't not. I mean, they can do that. They Right. It's, it's scientifically possible. Yes. But just by saying it doesn't mean they have to do it. Right. I, if I lived Wild. there, I would just organize for everybody to just have their dogs poop on the same day. Just leave it. But what if, like, <laughs> what if you gave them your poop? <laughs> what, like, what if a human? Yeah, like, but what pooped? if it's not your dog's poop? Your dog would, oh. wouldn't even be in the database. And if it is your dog's poop, they would be like, oh, my God, this is a random dog. And then, again, now my, my brain is reeling right now. What about the random dogs that live in the area but not in the complex and they just happen to be in the complex and take a poop? This could be like a mini joke in a movie like <laughs> where where someone, some guy does that and then like just totally forgets about it. That's in the beginning of the movie. It's like a very insignificant part. And then later on he's like drunk. He's on a rager and he poops outside of the apartment <laughs> complex and then things settle and then he remembers when he's sober that he pooped and that he submitted his own poop as his dogs. Oh my God. And he gets it in the mail. Someone's going to steal that. Oh, my goodness. This is another one of my really good ideas. But you know what I'm saying? What what stops you from giving poop that's not your dog's poop? They won't know unless they're watching right. no, you. No, I don't think there's a way to, to tell. That's aggressive. Watching your dog poop and then taking the sample. Yeah, or, like, maybe there is a way to tell. Imagine having that conversation. Oof. Sir, I know this is your poop. <laughs> Just please give your dog's poop. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, that's going on and. North Carolina. Sounds like a fun place. I to wonder eat. if anyone that listens is, is over there. Like if that's their town. Does it say? Yeah, it's Raleigh, North Carolina. Does it say the apartment complex? Oh, yeah. It's the... I pulled it up because I was like, I can't believe this. It, it does look really bougie inside. It's the Meridian at Sutton Square on Spring Falls Drive. That sounds bougie. Yeah. But although there's a ton by us Ooh, that are bougie. That is nice. See, that's where, like, I don't know. Can our next house look like that? If you, that, no. I just, I'm, about to, I'm about to ruin this whole artist career, whoever designed this. <laughs> no, no, I'm just talking about the architecture. I not, just think not it's, the, the architecture's nice. But, yes. like, they have, like, three pillars around this bar that seems to be in some, like, common space or, like, a lobby. And it looks like they're covered in, like, old disco ball squares or, like, mirror like broken mirror pieces it's called mosaic i don't like it and then there's something over here something all the it way to the right like it a, looks like a lifesaver it, it does it, it looks, looks like, like a green lifesaver it looks like somebody photoshopped a lifesaver onto the picture it doesn't even look good there's these fuzzy Wait, so balls this on is the, the table. lobby i i don't know oh i kind of thought it was the apartment no this is how cool would that be if that i was the think apartment, this though? is this this must be a common space it's got to be because this is the first picture on Google. So, yeah, you could be, you could jump on Google right now and laugh along with us. You see the fuzzy balls on the table here? <laughs> I didn't see them until you pointed These them out. These chairs are absolutely hideous. The lime green, and there's a big hole in the back. John thoroughly enjoys destroying other people's decor. And what is this called? Is it Heron's Bone? Uh, I can't see that far, Heron but bone? it looks like That's it. nice. That's a nice one. That's yeah. a nice backsplash. The backsplash on yeah. the bar. That's good. Very the, nice. The rest of the place... You know, I get, oh, look, is that a fingerprint on the rug? Yeah, it looks like they're it. really into like bio. Yeah, right. Like understanding the bio of things. Pool DNA, snake. dog poop. 
fingerprint on the rug. Well, I think I read that this was a saltwater pool. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's how we're talking right now. Jeez. There's the room. Okay. All right. French doors, very nice. I don't see any dogs, though. They're all outside pooping. Here's a little... The gym. A gym. I like how they laid the floor down. This isn't really dog-related. They have a dog park, and that's they have nice. poop bags, so really there's no excuse. Exactly. Interesting. They keep with this lime green theme, though. It's, I don't know what that's a, about. It's very hotel-like. Keep it going. Yeah. Keep it going. All right. Anyway. Sipping through. So, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. There's the lime green again in the gym. It's hideous. Huh. I'm sorry. You don't, you're going to harass me about my dog's poop, but you got lime green all over the place? Anyway. So, yeah. I don't know how that makes you feel, if you heard about it or not. This is a first for me. Oh. Don't go to the Meridian. Is that what it was? Yes. My next DNA story. Mom and son dogs reunited by DNA test. So two separate owners did the DNA of their dog? Yeah, apparently. Is there like family trees going on, like ancestry? Apparently, um, Embark, I believe, is the only one that does this. And I'm saying this because nothing here is sponsored by Wisdom. They just agreed to do the giveaway. They're not like paying for us to talk about them or to use them initially. We were given the wisdom panel as a gift. We didn't buy it. They didn't give it to us. So this is this is not an ad or anything. So we're going to talk about Embark for a minute. Embark has like a, it's like a newer thing where they'll tell you if somebody else is like did a DNA test for their dog and there's a match in like the family tree. It's like ancestry. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I don't know, like, how they try and get you in touch with each other, or if you need to like opt into being, like, hey, you can bother me, because we have dogs from the same family tree. Twyla and George. I love the name Twyla. It's from uh, it's just Creek. Yeah. Twyla and George, two pups that are anything but strangers. And then they go on to say, they were both adopted from the Stafford Animal Shelter in Livingston at different times by different owners. They were not brought in together, and no one knows how or when they were separated. They may have never crossed paths again, but their respective pet parents both simply wanted to know more about their genetics of their best friends, and they each sent off for a DNA test through a company called Embark and waited for the results. I got the results back and was pretty pleased with the breed that he came back with. It was unique. Makes lots of hound, lab, German shepherd, Australian cattle dog. Embark also has a health tracker that tells you about different genetic markers and things that maybe may appear in life that you can kind of look out for. Uh, Wisdom does that as well. I think, I don't know what other ones are out there, but I think most of them do that now. Those are the two big ones. The test also had another feature, one that made it possible to potentially discover your pet's four-legged relatives. It wasn't until about a year later last week when Twyla's owner got her results back and, and we got an email saying, hey, George has a relative. The results were a 50% match revealing that Twyla is George's mom. That's crazy. There you go. Interesting stuff. Are they besties now? Did they meet up? I believe they did. Yeah, because they said that that, um, they acted like they've seen each other before. Oh, my heart. See, like you're like, oh, my heart. I would be mildly inconvenienced by this whole thing. (laughs) I can't stand you. Like, all right, there's probably eight other dogs that are that could match up here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. See, John's the type that like packing up the house to move is like inconvenience. I'm like, yes, let's do it. Let's organize. Like we are so different when it comes to this kind of stuff. Spoiler alert. Jeez. Oops. Sorry. 
Okay. So there are many things, as you can see, that a DNA test can detect in your dogs, even down to uh, relatives. And luckily, I'm thinking that Twyla's owners aren't crazy. Otherwise, George's owners are very unhappy about this new feature that Embark put out. That's just my two cents about it. So, yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to reach out, right? What are you talking about? Like, George's mom didn't have to say, oh, I don't know me. how it works. I, I really don't. I don't know if Embark sends the email on their behalf. But so the wisdom panel test that we did, it tests for 350 plus breeds, types, variety. So I trust that that will cover everything. And it screens for multi drug sensitivity. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. I, th- I think that it, they're screening for, like, drug allergies or something like that. Okay. Um, I thought that we had the one that also tested for, like, predispositions with their health. We do not. That is, like, a premium one. Oh. It's, like, $50 more. But it, uh, it'll test for all kinds of predispositions. Like, down to, I saw one preview for one, and it said, like, may pass out under high exercise, like, sudden collapse. Like, wow. the fact that that's... In the genetic code is kind of crazy. very specific. Yeah. It's really impressive. Does it, does it pick out tuberculosis? That's a problem we're dealing with with Oakley. Yeah, He's he got tuberculosis. He needs to go to the vet. It's not a real sickness. I came up with it because he, once every like 36 hours, he'll get off the couch, let out like a, a loud hack, and then he goes back and to doing whatever he's doing. Just once. Yeah. Nothing comes out. He doesn't throw up. Nothing. So we call it his tuberculosis. But he needs to go to the vet. But what do you do when your vet has twins? Congratulations, Dr. Mammon. Exactly. So we are vetless at the moment. We are vetless. Dr. (laughs) Mammon gave birth to two beautiful twins, twin boys. Um, Crazy. I was not expecting it. I, I knew she was pregnant. So it was bound to happen eventually. She wasn't but the way to that I found for out, a while. But with twins, they don't, they don't you let you go. don't go the full 40 weeks, right? No, they don't let you go past 34. It's either 34 weeks or 38 weeks. I think it's 34, though. They don't let you go much further. But um, I was saying, oh, I hope she has the same. I hope that the boys have the same birthday as JJ. And she was like, if I go past March 1st, I'm going to die. And then she, she wound up going super early. John and I were out to dinner and we see on Instagram that she had the boys in uh, my, my eyes, I, my eyes look ridiculous in the picture because I'm super shocked, but I was also crying because I was yeah. like super emotional immediately. Yeah, it's crazy. I just wasn't expecting it. No, me and I, was, I knew in that second, I was like, she's about to lose her mind because she has no idea either. And I'm about to show her. I was so excited. So I was looking for something on the wisdom panel website that I found before. No problem. And now I just can't find it. And it was like about the different health issues that they can find. That's a shame. Can you search it? No, I don't think so. Going into research. Silence a variant. Yes. Yeah, so, no, this is just excess research that they do about like trying to do more things with the DNA. I like it. Or science. <laughs> you like it. And then they hold up these crazy rainbow cards that apparently do something with the DNA. This is all like way beyond what I'm able to comprehend. I know we all did like DNA, RNA stuff in um, maybe elementary school. All right. You just said that it's way beyond your ability to comprehend. What do you, where do you think I lie in this? I I figured you like this little, this little card here with the rainbow. Of course I do. It's beautiful. Not your average lab. All right. Well, that's all I got for you for, uh. The crazy things that they can figure out. They can they can figure out a lot. And um, 
Actually, it's not all I have. I dug up a study because you know I like to do that. Uh-huh. This was published not even a year ago, May 29, 2020. Researchers oh, wow. have identified a new geno- genomic region and anxiety-related candidate genes associated with fearfulness in dogs. Findings support their hypothesis that fearfulness and anxiety are hereditary traits. I knew it. In dogs, and there may be shared factors underlying anxiety in both dogs and humans. So this could also carry into more science relating to humans. So I'm going to share that. It'll be in the show notes if you wanted to read through that study. But basically, they're finding like a, a, a genetic variation that correlates with all these dogs that are exhibiting, you know, excess fearfulness and excess anxiety. From birth. Right. Not to say that the the source of anxiety and fearfulness are only inherently genetic. Obviously, we know that environment can cause it. Absolutely. We learned already behavior, knew that. There's learned behavior and there's DNA behavior. Right. So we already knew that that part. But this is like... Next this level. Is, yeah, this is some new some new science that's coming out that's really saying, hey, this could be hereditary. Oy vey. Interesting stuff. It is. And where they can go from there as far as like how it spills over into humans and I don't know if they can figure out a better treatment. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I think that if you know that you have the gene, you can do more to help yourself. And I, I think that um, helps you in the whole fact of like denial. You know, there's a lot of, when you're a human, there's a lot more Well, you emotions. mean like normalizing Yeah, normalizing mental anxiety health. and not saying to yourself, and I think I can say this because, well, I guess not because I'm not a man, but you are, and I can talk to you about it, but, you know, I feel like your gender is a lot less open to talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely more societal pressure on men to not talk about your mental health. Exactly. And to just kind of be a rock and, quote, man up. Exactly. And we, what we're all, I think we're all trying to get away from that. And I think if we can prove DNA-wise... It's it's no fault of your own. People are going to be able to talk about it more easily. Yeah, I'm sure it'll help. It's definitely something that used to change. Absolutely. Yeah, and Because it took me way too long to learn that that was a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, 100%. That's for sure. And now you're way more op- open to talking about your feelings and, and your anxiety. So um, I'm really grateful for that. But not everybody has the platform that you were given. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping. And same thing with the dogs. Like, I always tell my clients like when we have our first session and they tell me everything that's going on, we discuss it and I go into the fact that most of the time it is anxiety and they're like, well, what do we do? And I'm like, well, you can't send your dog to a therapist. That's why you have me. So I'm going to work out these issues with your dog. And and the best thing about this, this, even though this news is obviously like you're like, wow, it's DNA. That's kind of serious. It's still workable. I see it all the time. This is what I do all day long. I'm working with these dogs and I'm working with them on how, how to feel better and what their owners can do to help them manage this behavior. Right. I mean, if you talk about DNA, there's still things you could do to mitigate, you know, triggers and make things more comfortable. And then also you have pharmaceutical interventions that we already know work with these kind of things. 100%. So it's promising. Absolutely. It's just really interesting. And I'm glad that this kind of research is going on as recent as May of last year. Doesn't that make you feel real good though? Like other people are caring about what we care about. Things are getting interesting. Things mm-hmm. are heating up. The name of that article, if you can't find it in the show notes for whatever reason, or you, I don't know, it's called fearful. Great Danes provide new insights to genetic causes of fear. And the source is university of Helsinki. Um, yeah. Let's talk about 
our fundraiser. I thought it went really well. I think so too. I was I was a little nervous. And I don't know why, because we do this all the time. Yeah, and it wasn't a huge crowd. It was like, I mean, at, at most we averaged like 11 live viewers. But I think that when you're doing something for somebody else, in this case, this was an exclusive virtual training that people had donated. And some people donated way more than they needed to just to get in. So when when it's something like that, I feel like there's more pressure. Whereas when people are watching us on Twitch, like, it doesn't cost anything to watch us on Twitch. Yeah. But like when you're looking to get, you know, 20 30 40 50 dollars worth out of it mm-hmm. and all that money was going to the volunteer auxiliary for animal shelters that's i guess it feels like more pressure to us like don't yes. screw this up yeah i was mentally exhausted afterwards i don't even we think went I was... way long we were we were only going to do an hour and i yeah. think what an hour and 45 almost no, two hours it was nine o'clock when we finished so it was two hours two hours so we did two hours i was mentally exhausted i don't even think i spoke to you the rest of the night no we watched uh fixer upper yes we had mac and cheese. Oh my god, I was starving. Yes, and uh, we had a couple of drinks because it was yappy hour. But we didn't want to drink while we were doing it, so we were just encouraging everybody else to drink. Yeah, because if I'm running all the all the stuff in the background and like trying to fit, pick the right layers on the graphics so that everything looked nice, because we're really trying to make it look professional and make it yes. look really nice. And I didn't want to drink because if I'm drinking and I'm starting to feel good, my my words are usually the first thing to go, like my slurring. Yes, it's true. And it's because I talk fast, especially when I'm like into what I'm doing. I talk fast. And if I, if I was feeling a little tipsy, that could have gone really bad really quickly. Well, we just did a podcast. We recorded a podcast with another podcaster for her podcast. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time saying podcast, but I think it made sense. Um, Hustle Like Hannah. It's out now, right? No. She started releasing episodes. No, not not ours, but oh, she yes. has episodes. She has out episodes. Already. We're not out until I think May. Yeah, we're she she's way ahead. We are not way ahead. We record about twelve hours before it needs to we've be out. We've never been ahead. No, we've tried. We're gonna have to. We yeah. have to figure it out. We'll talk more about that in the future. Um, but yeah, she is in the UK. Mm-hmm. I don't remember where. Mm-hmm. In England. She's in England. Okay, she's in England. And we start the interview because she's interviewing us about like business because she wants to know all about business and how you've adapted. It's how you turn your side hustle into your career. Right. And you're talking to her mm-hmm. and I then she like will ask a question or she'll, she'll talk a little bit and then you're going and I'm like just my head's going back and forth and I'm like, my God, you're talking way too fast. You're like, and she's just like. Okay, that's great. Yeah, uh, that was a terrible accent, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. You know what I mean. Um, but I can't help so it. So I literally had to pull up like open office on my computer and big text. I wrote, slow down. And then you slow, you slowly slowed down. But it was just funny to hear her cadence and then you from, from New Jersey. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, so I think that was... Uh, a successful podcast, I recommend listening to it when it's finally out in three months, right? I Two think, it, yeah, I think it'll be a good one. We got, I like to talk about our story because I think it's helpful to a lot of other people. We never do like justice though, I feel like. Whenever we talk about it, we never cover all the bases. Well, then write down bullet points. You wanted to write a book. I'm waiting for you to write a book. All right, I would like to write a bunch of books, but I'm not the best writer in the world. You really think people who write books actually write the books? 
You know Elvis didn't write his book, right? It sounds like him, though. He's reading it. I, I know I know that. I know on the uh, Audible it sounds like him, but it's written like him. It's written like he wrote it. Well, yeah, because he just sits down next to somebody else who's much better at typing and, and guess. writing and making sure things make sense. Yeah, All I right, I'll ask Elvis to give me the guy that he used. I don't think you can afford that guy. But probably, yeah, probably I, I'm not. sure Elvis will give you tips. And then we also have Susan Davis, who's written a book. I don't think she used a ghostwriter, though. I think she literally, she's the type to literally sit there for like <laughs> nine hours beast. straight and she just type. She is a beast. Of course she did. I'm not even surprised. I don't know. Yeah, I would like to see you do a book. I know you wanted to do a book on how we, like our story, like more of just a, a romantic, nonfiction a romantic romance. novel. And then you wanted to do... We, we need to get, like, theories out there, yes. dog training theories out there, and really push this narrative because things are getting weird. Things are getting weird. We we were making a lot of progress, and now we got, like, Netflix supporting this show, and I know that everybody was pouncing on this show before it even came out, but it's, it's I think, worse than we thought it would be. Is it? Yeah, I know you and I haven't watched it yet, and I'm waiting to watch it because I want to make a proper reaction. Like, and I feel like it's going to be a lot of MFs and. I don't want to watch it. It's off. going to make me sad. But Frank watched it. He watched a little bit of it, I think. Maybe like an episode or two. It's one of our best friends. And he said, he was saying, like, I see the difference, like, between you guys. And he said, he'll have these dogs. And they never actually show you what he's doing. Mm-hmm. They just show you the transformation. Mm-hmm. And he's Pause like, I just know something friend. isn't right. Yep. Something isn't right. And if you look, you'll catch glimpses of like shock collars and, you know, you'll see how the corrections are done with the leash. It's it's lazy. It's good theater. I hate that. I hate that our world is surrounded by drama People want to see drama. The reason why only the three TikToks that you put out have like a thousand and like 20,000 views each because they were a little aggressive. You know what I mean? You were, you were going at other people and, and they're about using negative reinforcement. And that's why people wanted to watch it because people love a good show. Mm-hmm. They don't want to learn actual information no. from they, a nice redhead. They, wanna, they want drama. They want to see somebody like dominate this aggressive dog this this beast that that shouldn't be out in society and then everybody wants to pat that person on the back and say great job they're not being euthanized now and then then there's me good boy you're a good boy and i'm handing out treats like it's nobody's business you're getting the same results different it's It's so different like i said it's not sexy positive reinforcement dog training is not sexy but it's effective it's ethical it's science-backed, and it's the right thing to do. I know. I'm just becoming exhausted. Yeah, we all are. The whole uh, We follow a bunch of positive reinforcement accounts, and everybody's pissed. You know. Everybody's pissed. And someone else made a great point that this is coming out, or this show aired right before March 1st, which is Women's History Month. And yet again, it's an aversive dog trainer who is a guy. Mm-hmm. While you have all these fantastic women, you know, female yeah. dog trainers who are getting nothing. Nothing. No platform. Not a damn thing. No platform to be on. Nope. 
It just I think Victoria Stowell had. She had one, but that was BBC that put it out. And it was short. They're, they're a little bit more. I don't even know what the right word to use is here. I, I would take BBC over Netflix any day. Netflix yeah. cares about one thing. Money. Mula. That's it. And they'll, you know, don't. I'm not even going to go here. Yeah. Not a fan of Netflix right now. It's just sad. I'm just. And like I said, I'm becoming exhausted because it's like, it feels like no matter what we do, the world's just not getting it. And it, it literally drives me nuts. But I, I have to say, I, I see the difference that we're making on a smaller level with our individual clients. And I see it. I see yeah. the change. I see the faces. I see them look at me like I'm crazy in the beginning. And then they do it. And I get these amazing texts and these amazing calls. And they're like, oh my God, holy crap. Yeah. You got to feed off of that. And just remember, you're not going to change the world in a day. I know. You're not going to. That's why I need to write this book as soon as possible. And I also want us to start certifying trainers. I want people to come to us to get a Boston University certification. Yeah. We got we have big plans. We do. But big near future plans that I really hope pan out and that will really be able to expand our reach and start getting putting some more pressure and kind of tightening the vice on these aversive negative reinforcement dog trainers. Well, on a positive note in that aspect, um, the dog training program that I, my, my, um, my regular certification through ABC. Yes. Animal behavioral college. Um, I am now on my second mentee. Is that you say that? Is that how you say that? Isn't it technically your third? You just the the second one. Like flaked out halfway through. She flaked out because I was pregnant. I thought that was rude, but whatever. Um, yeah. So technically, technically, my my third uh, coming to me, and she is just the sweetest thing. I'm so excited to mentor her. And basically, what happens is they come to me towards the end of their training certification before they actually get certified, and they have to do an externship. So they have to do a set number of hours with me, training with me, training with um, my my program is obviously more tailored towards rescue dogs and shelters. Um, so we'll do half of our time with rescue dogs. And then also I'll show her how I run my business and everything that I do and um, all the extra knowledge. She's kind of getting like a bang for her buck because she's getting behavioral consulting type of information as mm-hmm. well on top of of just ABC, which is mo- mostly obedience. Um, it's very different. So like behavioral consulting is like that next tier. And uh, it's, so, it's about, that's about behavior modification. Yeah. That's not just sit, stay, heal, you know, all that stuff. Like when you become a behavior consultant, you're fixing aggression, you're, you're fixing resource guarding, you're fixing anxiety, mm-hmm. things that a regular trainer is not equipped to do. Exactly. They, Cause so. you can't just throw commands and hope that they right. stick. And that's not, not to say that after her, her time with you, she can become an expert. No. She has to become a dog trainer first. Exactly. So this is her... Her, her first step. Right. This is just giving her a taste of yeah, but how, she's, how much further she could she take it if is, she wants. She is like me. Like, she has my personality. And I was, like, talking to her. I was like, you're going to do so good. I'm so excited for you. Like, she's a people person. She loves rescues. She loves helping people. Like, she volunteers in her spare time. Like, she has that whole package mm-hmm. that, like, if she just implements this correctly... She's going to be big. Yeah. I can see it already. And I'm just like going off what we were just talking about. Even if that's one trainer that I can train. And she's moving, right? She's She's moving to South South Carolina. So 
Now your influence will be all the way in South Carolina working full time. So I'm really excited to work with her and have some time with her. And she just, she gets it. You know, I got, I got off the, the virtual call with her and I went to John in the kitchen. I was like, she gets it. She told, she's going to do this. Like she has it. I can feel it. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. We'll see how that goes. And you know what? I I don't know if it's recent, but ABC is now Lima certified. So least intrusive, minimally aversive. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's IABC standard. Huh. So basically, so that, they changed over what they're doing because they used to be half and half. Right. They, uh, yeah, they used to educate more about. Not more. I would literally say 50 50. They would, they no, would. No, I mean more than they are now. Oh, yes. I thought you meant yeah, it was no, more on they, the negative they side. They were always recommended, at least I, from what I've read through your old books, that they would always say if you're dealing with a fearful or anxious dog, do not use this, you know, these yes. bad techniques. So yes. at least they said that. Exactly. It's really, they give you, and this is the thing. I, I think I've touched on this before. When it comes to dog trainers, and let's, you know, we all, we all, you know, piss on the, uh, the negative reinforcement trainers, right? Obviously nobody wants to do that, but in the same realm, just like I, like we've been talking about, everybody loves drama. Even in the positive reinforcement realm, there's still this bougie type of situation where you're like, Oh, well, which school did you go to? And I hate that. Yeah. And it's like, if I'm, it doesn't matter what school I went to, as long as I'm doing positive reinforcement, I'm, I'm, I'm helping dogs. Mm-hmm. Why does it matter who certified me? So a lot of people who went to um, catch or the academy, which is solely positive reinforcement, and they do more managing, they don't work on on behavior modification. Um, if they find out that I'm I'm ABC, they'll look at me and be like, "Oh, well, you know, they're not all positive reinforcement." So it's like there's no give and take here. Right. Meanwhile, so you no are all positive reinforcement. Exactly. I used the brain that's inside of my head. And I said, oh, I don't want to use a shot collar. I don't want to use a prong collar. I don't want to yell at a dog. And that, they give you that option. You have to look into your soul and say, what are you comfortable with? What is your morals? And I did that. But because but, I'm even certified by a school that even even is associated with that, people look down on me sometimes. And I think that that's just absolutely insane. Well, at least you are exposed to those things and you can make a, a, a conscious decision as to why... You choose not to, you know, go any aversive routes. Well, I can explain to my clients, this is why I don't want you to use a prong collar. I can go through the slew of everything that I learned from ABC and say, this is why you don't want this. Right. Rather than someone who's never been taught about it and has no knowledge of those negative reinforcement tools. At least I can say, don't do this because. Right. Which well, is why people listen in the first place. Well, now they're they're Lima certified, so. I'm happy about that. Good. That makes me really happy. Essentially, if, if you don't know what that is, that basically means that you basically take an oath that you will use the least intrusive, minimally aversive route. So to even get to like a prong collar, you have to exhaust your other options. So I'm happy about that. That's good. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you knew about that or not, how recent it was. Because I, I just that. logged onto the website uh, two days ago and I That's saw great. it. Oh, that looks new to me. Um, and they've also updated all of their handbooks. You know, Very it's, recently. it's so, I'm so glad to hear that. And then, you know, we obviously had, I think it was PetSmart that did sh- stop the shock, right? Uh, Petco. 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 Um, did stop the shock. So they stopped promoting and selling shock collars. Um, but then we go and we have this show being aired on Netflix and it's like right. three steps back. Yep. 
So it's just like, you know, one, the, the one second you think that we're moving forward and that we're going in the right direction, something like that happens. And I'm like, wow, thank yeah. you. Thank you for taking the burn in our bush. Yep. Is that the right term? I, I've never heard that before in my life. Not going to lie. It was from, uh, was it Bruce Almighty? I don't, I don't know. Movies. You, you know, I don't do I movies. I know. Sorry. John doesn't I watch I just movies. sit here and I, I read studies. No, literally, we watch a movie and John's on his cell phone the entire time. My cell phone? I haven't heard it called a cell phone in a while. Oh, stop. We're getting off the rails here. here um, I think that's all we have to discuss. Do we want to discuss We are simultaneously our stretching. Plans? No, I don't want to discuss our plans just yet. You're going you're gonna to give them that? You're going to give them a little, little taste and nothing? I don't know. I mean, we could talk about a potential board and train in the future, but, but how we would even go about doing it we don't know but we want to potentially do like a board and train but like positive reinforcement only which is not normal and have methods of accountability whether it be cameras live cams on an app that you can access from so your you phone. get to see everything that your dog is doing so even if like i'm working with your dog you can go in at that time like i would give you like a time that your dog was going to be trained during the day and you can watch it while it's happening. But yeah. these are all just plans just, in our heads. We don't right. know how it's going to work out, but that is that is our goal. We need some location first. Yes. So right now it's location, location, location. And uh, this little plot of land in Keyport ain't it. Nope, not anymore. Not anymore. So stay tuned for that. It's probably going to be a three-month process. At least not looking forward to this. Oh, stop With it. that being said, that means that we're going to have about five to six weeks pre-recorded. And um, they're not going to start probably for another. What do you think? The pre-recorded episodes probably wouldn't start airing for what? Like three weeks, four weeks? Yeah. I think we'll have three more weeks of regular episodes. And then I think by then we may be moved out of our home and it's possibly living with sale. my parents and possibly <laughs> living with her parents, which means I'm not going to go through the trouble of setting up a podcast studio. So we're going to pre-record a couple of weeks. Then we'll go on vacation for like two weeks after that. And then hopefully we'll return from the new Boston University headquarters. I don't know. I don't know. We're still figuring it all out. It's up in the air. But our realtor is coming tomorrow to look at the house to see what we can yeah. sell it for. Yep. We're, Pouncing on this red hot market and these low interest rates and trying to grow our family and our life. We want a farm. And we want a farm. So. Big old farm. Yeah. Why not get more land for uh, a better price? Exactly. So wish us luck on that. We'll be talking to you. It'll still be us next week and the week after that and the week after that, but probably not the week after that. That might be pre-recorded. <laughs> We're probably going to record like several episodes this week we will give you all the play-by-play as it goes on yeah you're listening to pre-recorded podcast number one <laughs> can you tell john's tired yeah i'm tired i'm done minimal editing on this episode i think that it's just gonna be uh, just gonna put in the actually you know what i'm gonna save myself so much work right now and i'm just gonna start the outro and we're just gonna talk is this the outro that's the outro Oh, yeah, that's the outro. Can you time this outro? 
why are you still listening to this podcast? Do you, are we really that entertaining? You actually like listening to us. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at Possum University and enter that giveaway. Honestly, I think it's still only like 25 people that entered. It's crazy. John and I were talking the other day. You can't give stuff away for free anymore. Participate, it's, people. It's crazy. Participate. Go, go, go. There's only 25 people. Get your name on there because I think it's going to be... Let's see. I think we'll have results by Wednesday the 10th. That's my estimate. So we'll, you'll, we'll update that post when it, we're closing it and we're not doing it anymore. And get in before then. Follow us. Follow Wisdom Health. Just follow the rules on there. Figure it out. <laughs> That's all we have for this episode. Um, follow us on everything. Like, subscribe. Give us five stars if you can. And until next week. Class dismissed. <laughs>